I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed, and this is Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek. How are you? All right, thank you, David. Good. Hello, listeners. How are you? Right, fine, be like that. Uh, we're going to talk about films for a bit, uh, probably approximately half an hour. Let's just paint the picture. Okay. A two, that was uh, an email going. <laughs> Do you get that? Uh, my agent, I'm going to change subject, my agent um, primarily contacts me from by email. Yes. Which means every time my phone buzzes, there is, I guess, sense a little hope spike that might be work adrenaline and endorphins that is then immediately destroyed w- when it's just from linkedin i would say yeah <laughs> not one in every 200 yeah is times my phone buzzes is from my agent four in every 200 is um domino's pizza uh, uh domino's um what's the a pizza and finchley yeah who are very, very keen for my custom. Even to spot me yeah, going another there email going, stop shitting on our doorstep. Twitter for, bi- Twitter for business. Oh, yeah, Twitter for business. How you can expand your Twitter profile. Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn as well. Somebody... Who uh, who leaked all of our passwords this month. Did you see that? Oh, yes, I got that. Yeah, they yep, leaked all yep. of... Thank you, LinkedIn. Yep. And... I literally <laughs> never use you. I don't know why you exist. Yeah. And you bother me more than any other yep, website. Re- and reminding me about someone I don't know has asked to be linked in with me. Yeah. The CEO of a company that does security for farms really wants to yeah. connect with you. What? Who else? Okay. Uh, eBay. They're, they're often the cause of my phone buzzing. Sure. And Amazon. Making me feel slightly uncomfortable by... It's almost as if someone's gone... Someone's broken into my house, mm. gone through all my things and tried to work out what I'd like. Without, sure. without my really asking me. Yeah, how accurate are they at doing that as well? Not especially, but because yeah. you know, if you buy presents for someone, yes, it if you buy, if it you all buy up. a present for a nephew or a niece, yeah, then suddenly you, yeah, all the recommendations <laughs> and stuff you've been looking at. Um, Robin Ince, the comedian Robin Ince, once left his Amazon account logged in on a computer at the BBC that um, I was using, so I just used it to uh, to rate a load of Christian fiction five stars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love that. Good old um, Amazon. Good old Amazon. 
Yes, well, we're going to talk about some films. You were going to paint a picture for us. I was intrigued what that was going to be. Of what or what the scene is, because I imagine mm. if I was listening to this podcast, uh, I would think two chiselled intellectuals yeah, sitting at a, maybe a, a breakfast bar, looking out onto uh, the um, horizon of, you know, mountains... And the, uh, the sea and some mountains. I mean, that is a well-located house with one of those infinity pools that goes off sure. into the edge. Yeah, yeah. And you would be exactly wrong. <laughs> You'd be exactly wrong. Uh, if I'm to describe Marek, Marek's on um, uh, lounging on the sofa, rather like a Roman emperor's wife. Um, yes, yes. A sort of chaise long um, affair yes. uh, with a cup of coffee um, and his phone that he's twitching. <laughs> There's Buddy, who's doing the same on another sofa. <laughs> Two Roman emperor's wives discussing the people chatting outside the front door. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. What, what, what's upsetting you, Buddy? There's some people chatting outside the kitchen window. Do you want me to move them on? No, <laughs> it's all right. That'll only encourage him that his behaviour was correct. There we go, he's calming down a bit. No? He's going to... There we go. No. <laughs> there we go. This has been a. Let's get to talking about films, shall sure, we? Sure. Okay. Well, that's enough picture painting for um, so, you. You went to the cinema this week. Yes, I did. I went to see a quite an unusual films. It's called Tale of Tales, or in the original, I think it's Italian title, Il Racconto di Racconti. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is nicer, I think. Yeah. Conto de Conti. Il racconto... Racconto. Yeah. As in recounting? Yes. Il racconto di racconti. Okay. It sounds like a... a the recounting dish. of the recountancy. Yes. <laughs> okay. So this... The best way I would describe this, it's a bit like Grimm's fairy tales. You know in the 1980s, I can't know if you remember this. Jim Henson yeah. did a series. A storyteller. Absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. It had John Hurt in heavy character makeup and a, a puppet dog yeah. who were telling, in one series, old Greek uh, fairy tales and in another sort of Grimm's and miscellaneous European ones. Right? Yeah. Brilliant. Was it. I look back on that, I know it was with nostalgia, but I think it, I remember it being absolutely brilliant. I've seen one of them again. And I thought it was excellent. The one where a soldier uh, gets a magic bag that can have any size of thing put in it. And he ends up using it to capture death. The Grim Reaper. Oh, yes, yes. Because anything you you say get in the bag has to get into the bag. And then it's just a one... It's a bit kidnappy, isn't it? It is a bit kidnappy, but it's it's about... why the world needs death ultimately like there's a brilliant section where it says something like uh, star-crossed lovers threw themselves uh, off cliffs only to have a very long walk back <laughs> it's, it's brilliant um, no really good really good so this f- felt to me very much very much like the film version of that it's based so it's um... the trailer made it look Excellent, uh, like weird and non-American, if you know what I mean. It, it doesn't look American felt European and just odd cast of Salma Hayek, Toby Jones. Um, is it Vincent? 
Casale is in it. Yes, yes. Yeah, so yeah. it's a by, by, directed by Matteo Garone. I'm sorry, my pronunciation's awful. Uh, an Italian uh, director, and it's based upon um, a book by a uh, fairy tales by a bloke called Giambasta Basili. I'm sorry, it's a, it's someone uh, my Italian people are probably getting really offended by my pronunciation. Um, so, so I enjoyed it. It is. I went with my girlfriend, and she loved the escapism of it. It's two hours and thirteen minutes, so oh, wow. I think it's overly long. Yeah. And it just felt the same as three stretched out episodes of The Storyteller. Okay. With a bit more budget. Uh, is there a twist to it? Or is it just sort of grim style fairy See, I, I was held by it thinking, so it's three different tales. Yeah. Uh, all intercut with each other. They are very slow. So one's about um, Salma Hayek's character can't have children. So she makes a deal with... Eating a sea monster's heart and has these, and she has a child, and someone has a twin child. A maid has has to have a twin child, some sort of weird reason. Okay, okay. Another bit's about Tommy Jones, sort of basically falling in love with a giant flea that he's uh, <laughs> uh, raised. Okay. And lastly, it's about Vincent Cassell fancying, who's basically just some Lothario king with a who's a sex addict wanting falling in love with his these old ladies who have a nice voice so he thinks that they're pretty I I believe Vincent Cancel as a sex addict he was very good and very funny as it it just wasn't tight enough and I I sort of hoped you know when you have three stories you think there's going to be they're going to intertwine they're going to be a brilliant denouement there's going to be a reason to their telling yes and they're all going to fit together and something excellent's going to happen um that doesn't really ever happen. There's right. no intertwining. The stories are quite good, but that it could have been an hour and a half that was brilliant rather than two hours and 30 minutes. Yeah, it's like was... um, Wild Tales that I saw a while back yes. in the cinema. It was Argentinian film of short stories that was very good. And there was no uh, cathartic release with that either, other than they were thematically all about revenge, I guess. But it was... Um, yeah, it, it's an odd... It's an odd serialised uh, format isn't it that it's... yeah I mean there's no point in this being a. It, it could have been three separate short films it seems like a better idea for a TV show it, just the same as the storyteller yeah but the sets were absolutely gorgeous it looks good from the trailer oh they're uh, brilliant I think I don't know whether, I mean it must have been CGI stuff but it was absolutely brilliant and that, it's really good CGI can fit well into this world yeah with slightly magical slightly um, heightened fantasy I like this new-ish era of CGI we've entered into which is set augmentation that's where it rather, works rather yeah. than doing the entire thing in CG. You know, it's just like putting a little frill in the on the horizon or extending a room longer than the, there was any point building or stuff like that. But yeah, so the not, actors are still in a space and they're still, you know... Exactly. I, mean, I remember saying that the first CGI film I really liked was The Martian, because exactly what you said, yeah. where the landscapes looked amazing. And I'm underscoring with your point. This was just making these fantastic castles... Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you couldn't have before. They don't take. They're not. They're, they're not the centerpiece of the action. They're adding to yeah. the action. But I wonder if we would have got to this point if it weren't for George Lucas's Star Wars prequels that got so overexcited by what you could do with CGI 
that everyone then had plain to see examples of how it loses its soul somehow. But Peter Jackson, is, I think, is among uh, the same. Like the first Lord of the Rings film gets it about right, and then it slowly gets shitter and shitter until he makes King Kong, which is so boring and overblown with oh, the CGI. Ho- oh, the Hobbit was yeah, yeah, and terrible. then the Hobbit comes later. Yeah, yeah, um, but no. Finding that balance, it can be a good tool. It can be. It never really feels as though it is CGI. That's the secret to it. Yeah, yeah. It's always in the background. Um, and oh, yeah, the yeah. actors are brilliant in this. Toby Jones. Oh, he's always good, isn't he? He's amazing. Really charismatic. And there's a young girl who plays his daughter. BB uh, Cave. Her name is. I thought she was brilliant as well. Um, yeah, I, I, if you want to go for a, for escapism to the cinema, which I think in these strange times, mm. <laughs> it's really nice to not have something that is gloomy or uh, you want to just leave the world, which is one of the favourite things. You know, I've talked about this before. This is really good escapism. I just wish that. It, had given me that reward it promised of yeah, tying yeah. itself together. Yeah. It would have been brilliant. Is it an uplifting piece as well? No, it's very odd. Okay. It's very peculiar and you don't know what's going to happen next. There's no sense of uh, logic or that does... I mean, in Grimm's fairy tales, there's almost a moral to the tales yeah, and a, yeah. a story of, you know... This does not. They're often uh, cautionary tales, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, there's about... a little bit of the sense of that, but I quite like that part of the, you know, mm. and, and the sort of, even the Greek myths seem to have that a little bit. Oh yeah, but Greek myths seem mostly to be about how to welcome guests into your home, or bad things will happen. Yes, well, I think there's a lot of etiquette good. around accepting guests. A very good point, but you know, the CGI is great. The sets are amazing. The costumes are fantastic. So the art direction and the cinematography is brilliant. It's Wouldn't a really it be fun good cinema to be in a film. film where you know had proper budgets for costumes and set? I mean, just to be on set in one of those dressed as like a mighty wizard would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I, you know, there should be. I think more of these style of storytelling Greek myth films, not. It, this feels like the what right way to do it, whereas you had... The Greek myths have all gone that way of um, immortals and everything since 300, basically, of just, like, athletic bodybuilders yeah. jumping around a CGI environment, killing CGI things with a massive 3D glowing spear. And just like, they've, all turned into, they've always turned into superheroes. Yeah, 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 they have. Like Jack, like Jack and the... Um, Jack the Giant Slayer or whatever yeah, it, it's called. Yeah, it's the wrong tone to it. This feels... It's, it's got this Pan's Labyrinth tone, which right. is why everyone loved pa- Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, yeah, it's properly. Mystical and scary, magical. Yeah. And that seems to be the right tone for fairy tales. But that old, more old-fashioned, the Alice in Wonderland-y feel of, this is, this is unnerving for adults um, because it's so strange, but kids would probably find it less unnerving yeah. because kids are sort of more open to everything you know it's that maybe this is more a child's world than ours you know it seems to be doing it seems to be a better way of doing it the old yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory of Gene Wilder oh properly weird if you actually look at it through adult's eyes but through a kid's eyes it's like yeah fine <laughs> yeah but I, I think that this tonally I love the tone of it um, 
and the budget was only something like fourteen point five million, which I was amazed by. Yeah. If you think they're making uh, last week, you said they're making Independence Day for was one hundred and sixty-five million. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I read two hundred million, but yeah, yeah, yeah. If you cut the amount of sausages they had as one set, yeah, yeah, they had about forty million worth of sausages. So I give it seven marks because I think I just wish it was more satisfying ending. Right, but I would dearly love to see more films like this and I just make you want to watch the storyteller again yeah alright well there you go Tale of Tales still in cinemas I believe probably uh, um, I mean uh, well, people don't know writing letters at all do you? they don't know writing letters at all um, but we I mean it's not even worth doing the jingle Mary. they haven't written letters well people have there are some things on our Facebook page. Well, well, read that. But please, people, please, write us some letters. Let us know what you've been watching. You can email us at dearfilmfandango at gmail.com or go to filmfandango.com and click on the box where you write a message and it sends it to us. Um, please do that. that it's our favourite bit of the show, frankly. <laughs> so that'd be nice. Um, but what have people been saying on Facebook? Some people like writing, writing on, on Facebook, 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 Facebook. But, but mainly Bill Boswell. <laughs> What's Bill Boswell been saying? He said the guest is currently on Netflix. If you want to see it, it's it. Adam Wingard, the director of, of Your Next, is also seeing. Worth. I've just read it really badly. You have. I have a clue what you're saying. The guest. On Netflix. Okay. Well, I took uh, your recommendation and shoved it up my hole. No, I watched the film. I went out and watched it. Um, well, didn't go out. I found it on Netflix, as you said. Um, I've seen your next as well. If we talk about that briefly as well, have you seen that? It's a previous film. It got a lot of plaudits um, as a sort of the horror one. Was yeah. it set in the house? Uh, yeah, it's a home invasion film where people, you know, basically is fuck it dinner, with a family. dinner party? No, it, it's it's more sort of isolated community where they're sort of uh, shut off from the world. I think I started watching it. I don't know if yeah, I liked yeah. it. It's people with masks coming in and basically psychologically torturing oh, yeah. them. Uh, it's it's. Good, it's not great, in my opinion. But um, this one, The Guest, is it's from 2014. Uh, it stars a guy from Downton Abbey. Um, his name... Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens, uh, who is chubbier in Downton Abbey and then is really ripped in this. So that's confusing. But it basically is about a man called David... Uh, knocking on the door. That's your name. That's my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I immediately warmed to him. Yeah. Um, but he knocks on the door of a family and basically says that he knew their now dead son uh, from the army, um, and he was with him when he died, and uh, he wanted to say that he's he, got a watch. He's been his bum. <laughs> it's not that film. You've seen that film. Uh, wanted to say that uh, he loves them, and he basically. Uh, ingratiates his way into this family with him. There's a mother and father and a young boy and a young girl. Anyway, that's the beginning. That's the setup. And then, but it's you the whole time. You're going, is what he's saying true? And also, he he's creepy, um, but nice. He's one of these people who's sort of sociopathically nice, uh. and but always says the right thing to that person for them to like him. You know what I mean? Does um, he work in TV? He doesn't work in TV yet, but I think he'd be good at it. Yeah. I think he'd be good at working in TV. 
But anyway, that's the setup, and it basically it plays like a horror movie, even though it's a thriller, which is quite interesting, just in the structure of it and how it goes along. And I won't I won't spoiler it for what happens, but um, it it's an interest it's an interesting film just as a central character that you you end up liking, but also don't trust. Mm. And it's a form of home invasion again, really. I suppose as well. There's there's that genre thrown in as well. But they don't know they've been invaded. If you know what I mean, they are they've invited him into their home and continue to welcoming into more and more does of their lives. Sustain lives. itself over an hour and a half because it doesn't. It does because it takes a few turns. You know when you you discover the truth about him and things kick off a bit as all films do. You know. Um, for me, it slightly loses its way towards the end as it becomes... It, it takes a few sort of contrived directions in order to be sort of directorially cool. Like, what do you mean? As in, they end up at um, uh, the school done up for Halloween like a haunted maze yeah, for no real reason other than it would be cool to have a sort of showdown in a in a haunted maze in Halloween you know mm. and the character starts doing things that don't make any sense for the character just because that sounds or like buying sausages and stuff when he's a, clearly a vegan so it, it, you know that, that really the amount it's of sausages he bought I just didn't buy vegans I mean I don't think I've seen a film when Someone's really established himself as a vegan character. No. Uh, no, that's true. Maybe we're just not watching vegan films. Are there films that are vegan? <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, a lot, of, film, in the a lot film of films is... aren't vegan because, of course, the amount of meat that catering serves, yeah. that cheap meat. All the props. Every That'll be the next thing. Everything in the making of this film. Yeah. All the cameras. A truly all... vegan film. Yes. No leather. Yep. used in the creation of it everything no is, milk everything is vegan because on every shoot I've been on there's been milk yeah, there'd be no milk or, you know for, for your instant coffee or whatever yeah uh, totally even the sho- I mean shoes are difficult apparently mm. there's, a, there's a website for, that makes vegan shoes because I think they're really well, hard good to make good leather. shoes yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, vegan wine is a thing because uh, I didn't know but a lot of it is filtered through fish uh, guts still. Oh, really? Yeah, same as beer. Vegan beer, because they still use fish innards for some reason, even though these days, surely they don't need to. Vegan. The vegan. The most boring... The most I don't know. boring up itself film we've ever seen. No, it wouldn't be about being vegan. It would just be a vegan film. You'd have to explain it, why everyone's shoes are rubbish. <laughs> Oh, it'll be a bit like that thing when people's phones go in films. There'll be some sort of exposition about why people have got rubbish shoes. Yeah. Um, have you finished? How many debuts did you give? I give guess? it six. I think it is enjoyable. The central character is good, and it just—I didn't take me with it its entire journey. You know, it seems quite similar in setup to the gift, the similarly named the gift that I, I saw a while back, I think came out in the same year, uh, which was Joel Edgerton's writing, directing debut that he's oh, also... Oh, you really with. liked that one, didn't you? And that one is a smarter film. If they sort of start at a very similar point, 
and one of them goes down an unexpected human route where yeah. human frailty is the baddie and the other goes down an, an almost sort of uh, sci-fi comic book route you know oh, okay. so they 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 diverge they're they're opposite twins these films the guest and the gift probably make a decent double bill um i prefer the gift okay. this, this is this is a, a this is a fun sort of evening watch if you know you're go- flicking through netflix and you can't find anything that takes your fancy and there's far too many tv series on there and not enough films these days yes i agree now talking about netflix i'm, I'm going uh, go for a tangent yeah i did the very same thing looking through um no, i actually watched this film with my mum who recorded on the telly yeah but i've avoided it on netflix because which many other listeners might have done why don't you recommend you watched uh, about a year ago i think which was the tom hardy thing uh, Luck. Yes, Luck, which is about a Welsh construction site manager driving through the night to go meet a woman who he had an affair with, basically. Yeah. Um, so it's... It's all set in a car. It's, it's just the camera him. on Tom Hardy for the entire film. And I purposely hadn't watched it because I thought, uh, this just doesn't yeah. sound worth watching. <laughs> And then you go back home to uh, see your parents, and you have to find a film. We started watching. We started watching The Master, and um, oh the, no, that's not all with your yeah, parents' uh, film. Uh, when the first minute, uh, uh, a whacking thinks is having sex with a sand sea mermaid. Yeah, yeah. And then we said, and we said maybe it's inappropriate. Then we w- watched The Better the Devil Knows You're Dead, and that opened up with Philip Seymour Hoffman having sex with. Marisa Tamai. I thought. I mean, I just want to. I don't want to watch any of these films with my mum. So, don't pick Philip Seymour Hoffman films. That was your mistake. So we picked. Uh, we went for uh, Locke. I thoroughly enjoyed it's it. It's great, isn't it? Did Tom Hardy get nominated for an Oscar for this? No, I don't believe so. I think it is, and I've been quite critical of Tom Hardy just doing grunting for a lot of his part, you know nonsensical but he's doing a proper Welsh accent isn't he Ivan Locke the main character is such a fascinating a fascinating lead character yeah an inherently good man who's made a mistake yeah yeah and it, it feels like and he's trying to do right by it and he's a completely developed yeah character and it's just him in his car and it it is it's just the right length it's really watchable it's really unique it's an amazing acting performance it's brilliant it's brilliant I I loved it I I, loved it people who are critics of Tom Hardy I often see okay I can see why but I don't think you've seen this film or Bronson and I think that's the reason people love Tom Hardy is when you actually see him do something a proper human, you know, rather than just some comic book character like it's Mad just, Max or uh, Bane, you know. It's so satisfying to see a character refreshingly different from anything else you've seen in yeah. film. A normal guy, but and the fact it's his world is crumbling and he's doing this lovely Welsh accent, yeah. which is. I loved it. I Good loved characters it. on the phone as well, because all the other characters are only on his mobile. So it's Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman the, and... The uh, Irish bloke from Doctor Who. Andrew Hindley. Scott. He's, yeah. he's from Sherlock. He's, uh, very he's Moriarty in Sherlock, and he's um, he's C in Spectre. Um, and Ruth Wilson as well. Yeah. Um, who's very good. And Tom Holland, the new Spider-Man. Um, and Alice Lowe is in it as well. 
um, apparently. I really but, recommend clicking on it. If you, if you like me, have had the same thing, you think, oh, it just doesn't mm. sound Oh, it's probably good. It's probably good. And they, they actually shot it in real time as well. So uh, I think I talked about this at the time in the lock episode, however many years ago it was. But the other actors were in a hotel room and would just call him at the appropriate time and they'd just do it. And Tom Hardy was just driving round and round this ring road, basically. Um, so so that he could, you know, he'd just do it like a play, one take. The pacing is brilliant. Yeah. I think the script is brilliant as well. Um, so I, I, just, I just wanted to sort of, occasionally when you see something good, it's a bit different, I really think, yeah, I, didn't, I, I worried that our listeners would have the same feeling as me and miss out on luck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Tale of Tales, uh, The Guest, and also why not check out Locke, because it's very, very good. Um, if you'd like to write to us, as I've already said, please go to filmfandango.com and write in our contact box from there. And also we do all of this for free, so if you'd like to keep Film Fandango going, then the same. Go to filmfandango.com, click on the donate button, and whatever you can afford, very much appreciated. It keeps us going. And I feel a bit guilty about trying to push that... Last week, pushing that person into changing their will to dying to, to give us the money. Yeah, you're like those door knocker con guys who just uh, play the numbers. They'll they'll con one old person into it. A bit like the guest. A bit like the guest. Yeah, yeah. Um, only with an old lady or something. Well, who just misses her son? Could be an old man. Could be an old man who just misses his son. And I pretend to be the son. There are more old ladies, though, aren't they? Because they live longer. Yes, there are. <laughs> See you next week. Keep watching the films. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.